Shinji's willing to go through with this again. He's the kind of person who does whatever he's told. That's how he makes his life easier. Center on target and pull. Trigger. 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 Center on target and pull. Welcome to Tuning Japanese, a podcast where three dudes talk about anime. Barring any future personal res- revelations, that is. Barring any future personal revelations, that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's Matt. <laughs> Hello. Hello. And his students pay attention to him as long as there's nothing more interesting going on. He's Andy. So that means basically they never pay attention to me. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that tracks this year. That's... There's nothing more real has ever been said. <laughs> Good. Realism. That's what the audience wants from us. That's what they that's what they, they look for. Woo! <laughs> Siren noises. I'm Bill. <laughs> that's not much of a quote, but I'll I'll allow it. <laughs> well, I could have gone to Shinji screaming. <laughs> <laughs> I mean I, I, To be fair. It's nuts in this episode. There's like one what? point in the new dub where like I I legit got chills because of his screaming. <laughs> How about this one for you, Bill? He's centered on target and pulling the trigger. <laughs> He's centered on target and pulling the trigger. He's Bill. No, it's not quite how that works. It's how babies are made, right? Hey, uh... <laughs> Well, we have confirmation that all evacuations have completed. He's Bill. Stop it. Hi, guys. Good evening. Hi. How are we doing? A little punchy. A little punchy. Yeah, I feel that. I, I didn't correct my bed head, if you can tell. I, I see a little bit sticking up there. Like, it's wild and untamed, like your personality. Aw, shucks. <laughs> no, I'll have to, no, I'll have to increase my wildness factor by about ten. Yeah, if you could do that uh, to make up for me this week, that'd be great. Uh, okay. I am off of uh, a Alanis Morissette concert and driving many hours and not sleeping last night. Um, and here we are, regardless, <laughs> uh, with another episode of Tuning Japanese. Dedication. I love it. It is called Dedication. This is the podcast where we talk about, in this season, Neon Genesis Evangelion, and we're tackling episode three, which is titled what, Matt? The Silent Phone. Shh. That seems not useful, but we'll go with it. 
But before we get to Matt's very first review ever here on Tuning Japanese, it's time to talk about some nerd news. I don't know, does someone want to get us started this week? Uh, just for once, can we talk about nerd news in this kind of voice, huh? Uh, well, actually, I suppose we can. Flavin. <laughs> this is turning into an episode of home movies. <laughs> Riboflavin, I love that stuff. Uh, Brendan. Brendan. <laughs> and I'm Coach McGurk. <laughs> Alright, maybe we shouldn't do that after all. Probably not. I mean, we should. We should definitely do a home movies podcast. I would be on board with that. <laughs> Probably the only one in existence, and I'd be fine with it. I'll start this week, and we're going to talk about, briefly, Final Fantasy IV, an old video game uh, from way back in the day. I don't think that's news anymore. <laughs> I mean, it is, though. It is news. Uh, Final Fantasy IV just got its pixel remaster. It just came out in early September here and is out on PC as well as on iOS and and uh, Android devices. I've downloaded it on Steam. I have so far have downloaded all the pixel remasters. Square Enix is in the midst of releasing Final Fantasies 1 through 6, so all the ones that appeared on the NES and the SNES, redoing the artwork and music with a, a different sort of like what they call pixel remaster, where they kind of put it in the old pixel, you know, art style, but spruce it up, kind of make it look really neat. Uh, I have played through a lot of the first one already, the, the Final Fantasy 1 pixel remaster, and it's a lot of fun. The music is really great and orchestral. And I toyed around with Final Fantasy IV a little bit already, and I'm getting all kinds of nostalgia and forgot, you know, I've forgotten how much I love Final Fantasy IV because it's been forever since I've played that game. You might know it as Final Fantasy II. It was released in the United States as Final Fantasy II for the SNES because they did not release Final Fantasy II and III, uh, the original Japanese versions of II and III, until much, much later. It was the second release in America. So they numbered it two, and then six was numbered as three, to not make anything confusing uh -huh. at all. Uh, have either of you played Final Fantasy IV as, uh, before? Never. No. Really? Well, I, I, I'm not surprised with Bill, but... Yeah. I had never played a single one. Uh, but You've never I, played a Final Fantasy game? Never. Even even when like Final Fantasy VII was coming, came out originally, I was like, these graphics are terrible. I don't want to play the game with this graphics this, graphics this bad. So, uh, oh. but I I do want to get the remastered version now that it's out. the The remastered version of Final Fantasy VII is very good. I don't think you need to have played the original to to enjoy it. However, there is a story beat or and story beats near the end that it'll make a hell of a lot more sense. Like it, it'll, you'll get more out of it if you had played the original. I'll just say that. That's okay. I'm just gonna play until I get through the side quest where uh, Cloud dresses as a girl, and then I'll stop playing. That's you know what? That's fair. No, to be fair though, you'll want to do multiple playthroughs of it because you can get, uh, you can unlock, I think, like nine different combinations of like dresses and things in that game. Hey. So you can you can dress Cloud up in a number of ways and make him look really pretty. My boat is floating. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of sounds like me playing The Witcher 3 with all the different costumes on yeah. armors. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. It's kind of like that, but 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 extremely gay, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I know about any pre-Final Fantasy VII games is that uh, everybody seems to really love Kefka. The first Final Fantasy character to have official voice acting uh, because they, they, they made his laugh uh, specifically in the game. It was the first time they made a, a character actually voiced in any way. Neat. Kefka's a good villain. I never beat six. I'm gonna I'm gonna be very honest right now, and that's uh 
some people will take my geek card away for that, my Final Fantasy fa nerd fan card, because it's it's one of the most beloved games in the series. But uh, I, I never really got as into it to six, so I think I'm going to give it another shot at some point. But probably when the Pixel Remaster comes out, I'll try it again. But you're you're not surprised right because of me because I refer to Final Fantasy seven as the first one. That's <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Bill. I know. Ah, <sighs> but go check out the Pixel Remasters. They're they're pretty cool. How do you play um, them? What are they on? They are on Steam. Oh. And you can also get them on, uh, they're on uh, cellular devices. Cool. That's my nerd news this week, though. All right. Do either of you have some nerd news for us? Uh, this seems like a good uh, time to mention it, that uh, one of the uh, best full motion video adventure games of all time, the Pandora Directive, is having a remastered version of it made currently. From what I've seen so far, it's looking very, very gorgeous just uh, how gorgeous. old is that game I, i've heard the title before but I, i'm not sh super familiar that with came that. out in 1995 nice it's definitely clearly aged but it's still very very cool and lots of fun any tex murphy any tex murphy fans out there uh who are listening to this should uh, get excited uh, i enjoyed tremendously your playing of tex murphy on twitch it was it was a blast to watch those games. Uh, those sort of point and click adventures are fun. I'm bad at them. <laughs> I never beat that one that I was playing that I can't remember the name of now. Uh, the one about the detectives. Pikachu. No, it wasn't wrong detective game. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so uh, so is this getting a a remaster on PC? Is this coming to consoles? Uh, what's the deal with this one? At the moment, I don't know. It's still in. Uh... I think it's still in some of the somewhat early stages of its development. Uh, but anybody uh, looking to to know more can go to uh, bigfinishgames.com and have a look at their progress. Very cool. Hopefully we'll uh, get a chance to see that fairly soon into the future. Is it, is it finished with two ends? No. Oh. Wrong kind of finish. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Very cool. I like that. Uh, Bill, do you have any nerd news this week? Uh, Hasbro has announced their next Transformers crossover figure. Yeah, that I think I know what you're going to talk about, and it's weird. It is a uh, it is a repaint, remodel of Titans Return Mindwipe, which was the Headmaster Bat. This one is named Draculus, and it is a crossover with the Universal Studios Monsters Dracula. Okay. Done up in black and white color scheme. Huh. It is already sold out. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it also came with an extra cloth accessory that, like, fit itself over the plastic wings and then acted as a cape in robot mode. Okay, that's cool. But yeah, it's it's already sold out. Like, day one sold out, so. What was the cost on that? How much were they charging? It, it'll be uh, $31. Oh, that's not bad. Like, cons like, all things considered for, like, a special edition. 31 for the Dracula thing? Yes. Okay. Didn't the original Dracula movie come out in 1931? Ooh, did it? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it did. I wonder if that's ah. by if that is that if that's planning. It's uh, super geeky, and I love it. If not, coincidence is still cool. And well, I mean, if you look at the price point, the price point's really weird too. It's like thirty-one forty-nine. That's like the you don't do you don't do that very often. So that that could be that could be uh, slightly intentional, like a weird Easter egg. Possibly, yeah. It was like somebody's got one up on eBay for 80 bucks. 
Fucking scalpers. I fucking hate oh, scalpers. I, I know. It's driving me nuts anymore. Ugh. They are sold out. You can get one at a toy. You can get toy, one on eBay. eBay for, or, a, or, a, or, a to, or a toy gathering, like, whatever con. For way too much. <laughs> yeah, for, for far more than it should be. All right. Well, that about does it for Nerd News this week. We need to get into our review of Episode 3. And, ladies and gentlemen, it's Matt's turn this week. I'm very excited. Thank you. Hey, Matt. Yep. Are you prepared for your very first review of an episode here on Tuning Japanese? No pressure <laughs> at all. I am definitely not, which is why my nose is still in my phone. You, you, <laughs> you just got to do as good or better than Josh. So... No pressure. Ah, low bar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Josh. Just kidding. <laughs> Episode 3 of Neon Genesis Evangelion, The Silent Phone. We begin our story with a dead-eyed Shinji face <laughs> splashed with varying colors. And he looks really thrilled to be wherever he is. This is going to be a common theme of Dead-Eyed Shinji, I have a feeling, if I remember correctly. Yeah, there are quite a bit of Dead-Eyed Shinji in this episode. So does this make Dead-Eyed Simone better because oh. it's a reference? Oh, Say. Do you think it is? You know, I don't know. I'm asking. That makes sense to me. That makes so much sense to me. Evangelion is one of those, like, fundamental mecha anime, and then you take something like Gurren Lagann. And Gainax had a hand in both. Holy fucking shit. I didn't even think about that. That just made Gurren Lagann 0.1 points better on a scale of 10. <laughs> Genius spill. <laughs> that was good. That's what they call me. <laughs> you just not how they say it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Flowery language, right? No, like, genius bill. <laughs> oh, like, super genius. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, Shinji's being given a, a quiz by Masato, I think, pretty much. Was it was it Masato or was it uh, uh, the blonde? I think it was the blonde, but I could be wrong. I was thinking it was, uh, what, Ritsuko? Ritsuko. Ritsuko, yeah. Masato was, like, standing in the back with her arms crossed. Yeah, she seemed very, very cross. Yeah, I think it is Ritsuko, but we don't see her, so I'm like, eh. Oh, no, wait, there she is. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I thought, I thought so, but I wasn't 100%. Okay. 100% sure. <clears throat> this is how prepared I was. All right. So, Risco's giving Shinji a quiz on the Ava, how the Ava works. And Shinji's answering her. He says he's getting used to the whole thing, but he still looks like he just watched a puppy get run over, and it was just the latest thing in a series of events that left him dead inside. Oh, <laughs> poor, poor, poor dead-eyed Shinji. Do we have a, I mean, I, I have a lot of sympathy for Shinji at this point. He's an interesting character. We we've kind of covered that obviously in the first two episodes quite a bit already. But like, man, if I were Shinji, I don't know if I'd be sticking around for all this. I think I'd be looking for my own agency and like my 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 own personal agency of like making choices for myself and and not putting myself in this situation. I think that's why I don't have a lot of sympathy for Shinji yet because he is just sort of like, I'll just do whatever and say yes to everything because I want my dad to be proud of me. He's got dad uh -huh. issues. He does, and he has no agency whatsoever, so. And in this episode, the dad's not even there, as we find out later. I know. Not even later. Like, right now, he's like, my dad's not even here, so I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> <laughs> so, your dad's not here, so it's no change from the usual, so I don't know why you care. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
anyway, uh, Shinji's uh, currently training with the BFG, while uh, Risco and another girl are talking about him. And for yeah, for, like you said, Misato's hanging around in the darkness. Why? I don't know. What's she doing back there? Does she feel guilt? I think she's just not happy that like the whole organization is putting him back in play. Probably. That's yeah. probably it. Yeah, I think she will. She's in a unique position having invited him into her house. I think, you know, she's she takes a lot of personal responsibility for him. Sure. I'd say a lot more than just her house. Well, oh, my. Uh, <laughs> well, for once, I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> think outside the box, Bill. <laughs> think outside the bun. <laughs> anyway, one of my big questions, why are there no freaking lights in this place? Except for computer monitors, it's just dark. Budget cuts? <laughs> They're powering a giant mech? <laughs> uh, well, that makes that would make sense, I guess. With an extension cord? <laughs> literally, literally, right? Because we find out this episode, like, you know, they only have a certain amount of juice. It's like a like a really shitty laptop that you've had for, like, ten years. And if you, the second it gets unplugged, you're like, oh, my God, it's going to die in, like, a minute and a half if I don't plug this back in. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Seems like a pretty bad idea just to have a power cable run out your ass. Yeah. They call it an umbilical cord, by the way. Yeah. Of this show's weird. course, because we've got to get you know, that in there. I don't know that that's as weird as, like, I feel like I've heard other shows use, or other uses of that term. Like, astronauts, maybe? Like, I don't really? think it's, yeah. I don't think that's as weird as a. No, I don't think it's as Freudian as we think it is. It's probably not. I'd love to see Freud watch this show, though. Oh, very, <laughs> I thought... very interesting. He's just gonna whip it out and start whacking it. <laughs> <I just thought>, <laughs> He's <laughs> more on that in a later episode. Like, um, <laughs> more, more on Sigmund Freud whacking it. Sure, why not? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kind well, of. I guess we're doing this. <laughs> You're sure this is what people are turning in for, for your show? <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> I was able to swallow that down. I, that's actually not a term I should have used there. I think that's a better answer, I think. Our new favorite character in the show, Bill S. Sigmund Freud. <laughs> Dirty Freud. Dirty or Freud. <laughs> I'm not sure that's authentic Australian. Uh, Austrian. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, cr- cr- crikey, mate! You done, you done love you and your mother. On the Australian Freud, I. Oh, you, what do you have to, let's talk about your mother, hey, mate? <laughs> You've gone off the fucking rails. Uh, talk about the simulation a little bit, like so, like. That's not an Oedipus complex. This is an Oedipus complex. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> Bloody Drongo. <laughs> so Shinji's shooting at fake robots. Shinji is shooting at fake robots. Fake. He's in... Yeah. It's a very small training area, I th- I think, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty it, small. Kind of it's a... like the danger room, but they didn't upscale it for mutants. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't I didn't notice how much room there was in there, except that it's not much taller than the uh, Eva Unit 1 is. The danger closet. <laughs> well, it's like if you ever played VR, it kind of reminded me of that. Like, you don't really... You want it, you set up a, a space, but it's not a huge space. And yeah. You're just kind of like turning around in like 360 degrees to like simulate movement and. And all he's doing is pulling the yeah. trigger anyway. It's true. You just need to be able to move around a little bit. That's all. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's playing with his gun. Yeah, he is. Point it at the center and shoot. He keeps repeating, uh, 
What does he keep repeating? Turn the page or wash your hands. No, that's not what he did. <laughs> right. Uh, no, no, no filbert. <laughs> he, he keeps he keeps repeating the instructions centered on target, pulling the trigger. Yes. So it's he's drill right. he's drilling this into his head. Okay. He, I thought maybe he was just going crazy, but I mean, also probably that too. Like, I, he doesn't seem like he's in a very good place. Again, to go back to Bill's early, earlier comment from another episode, like therapy would make this anime a lot shorter. Mm-hmm. I think I have to say that I don't think any any therapist out there has the nerve to work for these people. Do, do you mean nerve? <laughs> yes, nerve. <laughs> nerve. Nerve. Ah, you bunny bugger! I think I do. <laughs> Snarf! No! No! Nerf! Snarf! No! Never never feed a snarf after midnight. <laughs> so true. That's that's the rule, right? That's the rule. Okay. You got the weird part of the internet last night, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Alright, what happens next, Matt? DeviantArt. Snarf. Oh, no, <laughs> no, God! No! Stay off of DeviantArt in general! <laughs> Well, we go from that to uh, to Misato lying under her covers in bed, trying to get some sleep, when Shinji just won't stop bugging her. And, and not under the covers like she's all tucked in well. She's just in a pile. <laughs> she's trying to keep the light out, although why she's sleeping, she's trying to sleep with the lights on, I don't know. And Shinji's just come in to say he's off to school. She's hungover, right? Uh, well, probably. I don't know, but she is. she works third shift, so... That's fair. Yeah. She's like, I, I just got off and I have to be back by sundown. Yeah. I work third shift. I understand where she's coming from. <laughs> Matt, Matt's never related to a <laughs> character in an anime more. <laughs> Keep the light out. Oh, there have been plenty <laughs> others. Anyway, she asks Shinji uh, how it's going and he's like very noncommittal and she asks him to take out the burnable garbage, which he does, and then he's off to school. A lot of this episode takes place around these characters at the school. We gotta set up the Nakama. The f- best friends of Shinji. Yes. Um, Which I assume this is where these two, the two kids we are, we're going to meet soon are going. I yeah. From what I remember, I think that's I think that's probably right. Yeah. I, what you use the term the the Nakama? Yeah. I don't know that term. That's uh, the uh, deep friendship among uh, anime characters. Oh. Pretty much means friendship. So. Gotcha. You learn him. Yeah. It- <laughs> I asked our anime enthusiast the question, and I got an answer. I know a few. Yeah. I know a few phrases, <laughs> but don't don't count on me to be a dictionary or anything. <laughs> I couldn't even remember tomodachi, the other word for friend. Misato is concerned that sh- because Shinji hasn't made friends after just two weeks at a brand new school. Is it just me, or is that pretty optimistic? <laughs> Clearly, she was uh, the hot chick in school, so she probably made lots of friends. <laughs> the hot drunk chick. Yeah. <laughs> As someone that works at a high school, I, I, I get it. I get it. Sometimes kids take time to... Oh, I thought you were going to say you had some Masados in your class. No! <laughs> I mean, probably, but I'm not going to go there. I, I was like, oh, she's a partier. <laughs> she... This girl gets around. All right. <laughs> Don't make note of that. Uh, anyway, here, this is when we get this conversation about the hedgehog's dilemma. Yes, I had two hedgehogs. Got, gotta go fast. No, I wrong hedgehog. No, 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 Bill. The point of this story is that you gotta go slow. Yeah. <laughs> two hedgehogs can't hug, I think is the moral of the story. Right? Basically, it works It works better with porcupines because they've got the actual sharp quills that really hurt you, but hedgehogs don't really hurt you. 
So they should have gone with porcupines instead. But anyway, I guess if, I guess if you're a hedgehog sized, sure. Hedgehogs are adorable. They are. I want one. It's it's a weird kind of a weird conversation they have about this whole thing. Who are they even talking to? Are they talking to us, the audience, or? I mean, basically. <laughs> I guess maybe uh, Anosan uh, knew that the age group he was going to get watching this show, perhaps. I was like, here's some life lessons for you kids. <laughs> when you fuck, watch out for pricks. Well, I mean, yeah, it's kind of integral to the whole thing, isn't it? <laughs> <sighs> Gotta got go fast. <laughs> That's what she said. No. Anyway. <laughs> he introduced us to some new characters here, Matt. What's going on? Sure, sure. After... We gotta get this. Every, we got everybody needs to know that after that, Ms. Sato talks about trial and error relationships. Okay, done. Oh yes, that's fair. Yes, <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> this is the right way to do it. Okay. Yes. Yes. Take both of these characters' advice to mind, kids, and you'll do better in life. <laughs> anyway, now we don't meet. Listen to Bill. <laughs> now <laughs> we meet the new characters: Kensuke, Toji, and the class rep. There's our class rep. Yes, back. Yeah, we we do the whole cross rep thing again. Yeah, from uh from our discussion of and I don't know if again I don't know timey wimey if this episode is going to be up on our Patreon by the time this comes out, but uh, <laughs> our discussion of uh high school dice club or whatever it was called. Yep, <laughs> after school dice club. After school dice club. There you go. Uh, I bet on our Patreon at Patreon.com/slash/TuneJapanese. I bet you're wishing you had a class rep about this point, huh, Andy? Yeah, I would go for that right now. <laughs> Probably being like, quite pretty. Can helpful. you just like keep these assholes in line, please? <laughs> you you don't have just some bossy student that. I, no, I mean, I guess I kind of do in a couple of my classes, honestly. Yeah, just not official. I'll just call him a class rep and see what happens. Kensuke's uh, playing with toys, <laughs> talking to the class rep about the damage done in the Shinji Mecha fight. <laughs> Sound effects by Bill. R- relatable. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Toji, uh, another kid, shows up, and he'd been gone for a while. Toji shows up. He's been away for a while. His uh, kid sister was injured during Shinji's fight with the first angel, and he's been at the hospital taking care of her, I think because his parents can't do it at the, t- at the moment. He says something about his dad and his uncle are both busy, so maybe his mom is dead. Hmm, could be. Like, could be. He doesn't bring up his mom at all. Long as long as they're not busy with each other. Did you... Anyway, uh, Toji would like to get his hands on the pilot of the Mecha so he could teach him a lesson. Gonna rough him up. Yeah. I teach him a lesson. Real rough and tumble kid. Ready to fight. The drop of a hat. It's like, uh, what was that Excel, uh, the bean, like, like, bean boy. Bean boy. <laughs> bean boy. <laughs> he's, he's, all, he's the, the, the rough and, and, and tough student that you don't want to cross. Oh. I don't remember him. Yep. That was our. He was the one that had the hair that, like, he had like the really overly the pom- like the pompadour, the pompadour that like, stuck out like like fifteen yards. Oh, okay. right, that one. I remember now. <laughs> this is when the part that maybe you'll identify with the most starts happening. Andy, the dude, the teacher shows up, <laughs> and nobody gives man. a shit. This teacher's got to be like in the pipeline for retirement. Like, yeah. like he's just like, whatever. I'm here to get a paycheck. Yeah. I don't give a shit what you kids think. He, he's I, like, I'm I, just gonna talk. I love it. He just, he just does not care. No, he doesn't. He just, he's, he's there for the paycheck at this point, which I don't. There, blame him. He's there for the paycheck, and he's there for us. He gives us a little backstory that I don't think we had before. Now, yes, we think our future is dark. This is like one step, maybe just one step above, but still darker. Mm-hmm. This is the past. 
This is the past. This is the past. <laughs> shut, shut up. Fair <laughs> so that's fair enough. Uh, but he talks about a meteor that hit Antarctica and that melted the continent and the oceans rose and weather patterns changed and half of mankind died. And the kids look very bored. And thousands of species. Half of mankind and thousands of species. Yes, they've all died. And the kids are like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't concern us. We're alive and well and bored. Lots of delicious animals no longer to eat. Yeah. That was uh, the second impact, the meteor that hit Antarctica. So was the first impact the one that killed the dinosaurs? Is that where? That was my assumption. Yeah, actually. I was going to bring that up myself. Uh, maybe. I mean, that, that, that does track as like, his, of like a historical thing. Although... I don't know if that's explored later, like if the first impact becomes a plot point or not, or if, I, if I'm just not remembering, but like, I don't know. Maybe we'll come back to it, I don't know. I'm sure that in the end it doesn't mean Ava versus dinosaurs, unfortunately. That would be so oh. fucking cool. <laughs> well, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, Shinji gets a message on his laptop where somebody asks him if he's the robot pilot. Yes. That's what he says. Do you pilot robots? Yes or no? <laughs> he says yes. And the entire classroom is like, whoa, wow, really? It's a party line, apparently. As the teacher continues to drone on. <laughs> That's what I thought was crazy was it was like a group chat in the class. Yeah. Now, Andrew, would you ever just allow a giant group chat on the laptops in your class? I mean, to be fair, when we switched over to like everyone has their own laptop, like I know for sure last year, especially there were kids like on the messenger just talking <laughs> like while we were going over stuff like i don't i don't want it to happen and i would tell them no but generally no i don't want a giant group chat going on yeah doesn't seem conductive to learning no at least no. at least not what you're trying to teach right <laughs> but uh yeah the 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 students are all going nuts asking shinji questions and the teacher's just resigned to talk to himself since Clearly the students don't give a crap about the lesson. Shinji proceeds to spill a few minor secrets, talking about the uh, knife that uses vibrations and the Eva unit name and things like that. But he doesn't really know a whole lot, so... <laughs> yes. Vibroblades. Star Wars fans. <laughs> I bet you love your vibroblades. Vibroblades. Uh... Vibrobraids. <laughs> <laughs> this is where a video podcast would would, would come in. Andy. It's uh, I have long well, hair folds it in a braid, and I just spun it around. <laughs> he was a helicopter. <laughs> helicopter. I can be a helicopter. No, Bill. I can be a motorboat. We'll, we'll get in trouble on a Google Meet. I'm sure he did that. I also call it the Big Wiggle. <laughs> At this point, class ends, and sh <laughs> and we go to the next <laughs> scene. The next scene is Shinji getting punched in the face by Toji, the new kid, the kid who just returned. Yeah, Toji <laughs> is not gonna put up with shit. Yeah, like, that's the kid that caused trouble. He's <laughs> like, well, I guess I gotta hit you. Yeah, he, he, I said I was going he, to. He says he has to hit Shinji to settle the score in English or in the Japanese. He says to be able to live with himself. I like that line better. I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> yep. And you're Ken, gonna cry. Kensuke, <laughs> Kensuke apologizes to Shinji for Toji being emotional, but he basically concludes this with apology with, eh, what you gonna do? Shit happens. <laughs> Not wrong. <laughs> anyway, they start to leave until Shinji opens his big fat mouth and comments how he doesn't pilot the robot because he wants to. So Toji turns around and decks him again. 
Yeah. This time knocking him thoroughly to the ground on his butt. Then they leave. I wasn't really sure why he hit him the second time, but, you know, eh. <laughs> he had it coming. Uh, I think because he felt that Shinji uh, wasn't taking responsibility. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I was not upset that he hit him again, but... <laughs> Finally, Rei Ayanami shows up while Shinji's on the ground. And she tells him that there's been there's an emergency and that she's going on ahead of him. Now, the Japanese voice of Rei Ayanami is Megumi Hayashibara, one of my all-time favorite Japanese voice actors. I recently bought a book of hers. Ooh. The characters taught me everything, living <gasps> life one episode at a time. Is that Lime? Did she do the voice of Lime? She did, yes. Oh my god! Here, here she is as uh, Rei. And, uh, believe it or not, she has been the voice of this character since the beginning. Oh! oh she's Jessie of the Pokemon! Yep, Jessie <laughs> from Team Rocket. That's so good! <laughs> I have oh. Jessie of the Pokemon. <laughs> Jessie of the Pokemon! <laughs> Uh, yep, er, since the beginning, she has voiced Jesse in Pokemon. That's so cool. I love that. No, I think uh, that's awesome. I, I love her as Lime because that's one of those animes. Uh, Saber Marionette J is one of the few anime that I do not watch it, it with a dub. I watch almost everything in dub. I have to watch that one with a sub <laughs> when I watch it just because the voices are spectacular for every single character in that anime. Mm -hmm. And Lime's, oh, she's just, it's perfect. Perfect voice yes, for that. Yes, yes. Oh. You definitely should look up any and all performances by Megumi Hashibara. She is amazing. That's awesome. She's in a lot of shit. She is. But getting back to the episode. She's in Sorcerer Hunters, too. So who is she in Sorcerer Hunters, though? Uh, Tira Misu. <gasps> she was Tira? Mm -hmm. Holy shit. <laughs> now, I first met her as a f female Ranma in Ranma 1 half. Okay, okay. That's cool. So... So oh, she, she, she's Lena in Slayers. Nice. Yep. Is she still voice acting? Uh-huh. That's awesome. Layla in Vampire Hunter D. Nice. Himiko Nayotake in Sailor Moon S movie. Oh, she's Faye in Cowboy Bebop. I was about to say. Fuck, what the fuck? This is, wow, she's done everything. Uh -huh. This is like, <laughs> the, like the queen of anime. That's that's mm. fair. I would I would go with that, yeah. She's also uh, Drew Barrymore in Scream and Patricia Arquette <laughs> in... CSI Cyber. <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? what? She's uh, she's the, the dub voice actress for Drew Barrymore in Scream. Okay, that makes more sense now. I was very confused. I was like, no, no, Bill, Drew Barrymore was Drew Barrymore in Scream. <laughs> wow, that's so cool. That's so cool. Um, What's the name of that book again? Just real quick. Sorry, I know you just put it away. Megumi Hayashibara's The Characters Taught Me Everything. Living life one episode at a time. Awesome, awesome. That that's so cool. I might have to check that out at some point. I haven't read it myself yet because things have been popping up, but I'm going to get to it soon. Uh, now people are being ordered into shelters as what appears to be an angel head crab. <laughs> it's a penis, but right? It's a vagina from, tip from penis. the way we're looking at it. Originally, though, it looks like a head crab or something. Yep. Godzilla size, yeah. but still. People are ordered into shelters as the angel head crab approaches the brake card. <gasps> All right, get in the mech, climb in the cockpit with me. 
Get all close. No, come on, closer. No, seriously. I don't care how close you sit to me. As long as you're comfortable, I'm comfortable. Hey, it's Andy. Welcome to the break card. I don't know what that was. Uh, we're here this week with another episode of Tuning Japanese, and I gotta say, I am loving this season so far. Evangelion is such a trip to go back to, and to review, and to watch, and to just see the craziness that is this anime. If you are enjoying this as well, show your love and support by joining us on our social media. Follow our Facebook group, facebook.com slash tuningjapanese. Go give us a rating and a review on wherever you listen to this episode. That really is the number one way that you can help us. And it doesn't cost you anything at all. Tell your friends. We really appreciate it. And for those of you who have been hanging around for a very long time, we love you so much. If you want to help us financially, you can be like our brand new patron, Dan Park, who joined us between the release of our last episode and this episode. Dan, back for $3, is going to get all kinds of bonus content, including our brand new series called Tuning In, where we have already released two episodes, our review of Black Butler Episode 1 and our review of My Hero Academia Episode 1. And as we allude to in this episode, we're going to be releasing pretty soon, probably next week, our review of After School Dice Club. And I cannot say again just how fucking fun that was. I think if you are a fan of anime and you're a fan of Bill, just like being completely baffled by something, you will enjoy that discussion. It is a weird one. And you can go to patreon.com slash tuningjapanese, just like Dan, just like Matt, just like Brian, and you can go and be a supporter of our show, and we'd really, really appreciate that. All that money goes a long way to help us keep this show going and pay to keep the lights on. I am so excited to get back to this episode, so let's not take any more of your time Let's go check out the second half of this episode of Neon Genesis Evangelion. We're back from the break card. We've survived. But maybe these people in Tokyo 3 may not. We'll find out. We return to everyone preparing to face the angel head crab as Mr. Tokyo descends below ground. And um, once again, I find myself asking the question, why don't we just live underground? Yeah, it seems like a lot of additional resources and energy and stuff to make these retractable buildings. But I suppose if you've got enough money, <laughs> do whatever the hell you want. Got to spend it on something. So we get... Uh, got to spend it on something. <clears throat> we get general status reports of how things are going. Military, wasting taxpayer money and all that. Shoot- I love that. They shoot all those missiles like, well, that was a waste of taxpayer money. <laughs> Status reports. And we see uh, the people people hanging out in Geo Shelter 334, which includes uh, Shinji's classmates. They really need to pay someone to clean the toilets, but we're not there yet. No. But I'm just saying generally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they're, 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 they're bored because there's nothing on TV but emergency warnings, and Kensuke hates it because being left in the dark means they can't take advantage of this great opportunity. It's, uh... It, 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 the shelters are kind of interesting, right? Like, as maybe we talk about, like, the... like, the shelter sort of thing in general. So, with the city going, like below ground you would think if they've spent that much money to like retract buildings and stuff like that would be enough to shelter and save them Uh but like apparently not i would think so also also 
Red. Why are the the cities going down into a great big cavern where like an angel stepping on it and knocking the moorings <laughs> loose could just send it in free fall? Like leave the dirt there. <laughs> <laughs> I assume they're prepared for that, but maybe not. I have a lot of questions about this city that I don't know if we're ever ever will if we'll ever actually get an answer to. Yeah, I just like to ask people in charge, how can you? do that and they'd probably just respond with i can do anything i want i'm eccentric (laughs) 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 so uh anyway uh the angel head crab which is just what i've had in my notes so far that's a penis (laughs) is identified as the fourth angel and vagina tip penis (laughs) it's called the fourth angel and we finally get a look at it that's not just from the front and it looks like an insect crossed with a fluke worm or a fun bedroom toy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> it's got a clitoris <laughs> I can't make that the title <laughs> but I kind of want to <laughs> that would get some clicks it's got a clitoris <laughs> I didn't notice it the big red energy ball <laughs> that was oh I see how your I see how your mind is seeing it now <laughs> I just called it the eye. <laughs> People see what they want to see. Indeed. <laughs> it's pattern recognition, man. <laughs> yes. Misato is talking with her crew about the angel, talking with this guy who sounds like he may be on helium a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> she says this weird thing about how the angel is not considerate and a bastard who is not winning any girl's hearts. What? I don't I don't. Is she talking about the angel, or could she be talking about Shinji, maybe, or somebody? Did she she, she have a bad breakup lately or something? I don't know. (laughs) It's frustrated. It's it's weird. Yeah, she hasn't gotten laid in a while, maybe. I don't know. I'm not sure. Like, there's some sexual frustration. I don't know. She was, like, lurking in the darkness earlier, arms crossed. (laughs) Quite. So, don't know what's going on there, but uh, she calls the Omniscient Council of Vagueness a bunch of pushy jerks. When, yeah, when they you t- pushy jerks. When they suggest that she launches the Ava, and she's like, you don't need to tell us that. You don't tell me when to do my job. I tell you when to do my job. I do what I want. It's my hot Ava. I do what I want. We go back to the part that was mentioned earlier where Shinji's upset that his father's not even there while he's piloting the Ava. Mm-hmm. He just wants to perform for daddy. <laughs> Phrasing. Phrasing. Oh. <laughs> Did somebody call for me? <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Freud, Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> I think we're going to get that a lot this season. <laughs> yeah. Here, here is where we get a solid 37 seconds of urinals in a row. <laughs> That's a good episode title, too. <laughs> it is a good one. We get a lot of urinals and a lot of talk of Kensuke trying to get Toji to leave the shelter with him so they can do something he's like we got to go take a leak <laughs> and i thought he was lying to get out <laughs> to like leave the shelter well the, they're literally pissing the best but, lies have a bit of truth in them clearly i love how i love how he he, he even gives it a, a good shake or two before two, two shakes <laughs> and we and we got to see toji's butt crack thanks a lot anime <laughs> I know he, he's got his pants pulled down around his hips <laughs> He's like butters in uh, South Park. 
I need enough room to get my dick out. <laughs> Let me lower my whole, lower my pants. Butters is kind of the best character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm about to agree with that, maybe. <laughs> Kensuke wants to go out and watch the Shinji's fight. He gives uh, Toji some line about him owing it to Shinji to watch him or something, I think. Something, yeah. Uh, so, something along those lines. So uh, they get that plan in motion while uh, the Eva launches, the angel enters the city, and then we show them outside where Kensuke's Zapruder starts filming it. <laughs> also, like, the language of them leaving, like, I need to see what it's like just once before I die. Yeah. <laughs> These kids, like, this is just, it's so sad. I meant it was, it was kind of horny. What? <laughs> no, I, I need to no. die once before I die. No, I did not, I did not read that that way. That way, I read it as like, uh, well, we're also going to die anyway, so we might as well just like go die out there seeing what this giant penis looks like, which I guess <laughs> is kind of horny, honestly, now that I think about yep. it. <laughs> okay. It's kind of a cocky attitude, huh? Oh, Lord <laughs> Jesus Christ. Shinji's uh, elevator finally arrives up top, and he enters like uh, an action figure in a in a box or something like that. That's what it reminded me of. It's like an action figure toy being taken out of the box. If, if they sold the toys of those Evas in boxes that looked like the... <laughs> that would be awesome. You know, uh, speaking of... Uh, did did you both know that Robin Williams was a huge fan of this show? I did, I not. did not. Yeah. In uh, in the movie uh, in the Robin Williams movie One Hour Photo, he's talking to this kid about an Ava about an Ava Unit One toy, and talking about oh, talking really? about how much he likes it. He was a real big fan yeah. of this series. Huh. Cool. Super cool. There. I have not seen One Hour Photo actually. Oh, it's pretty darn good. I heard it's good, but I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So for another time, Shinji fires his entire load at the angel. <laughs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> Aim, squeeze the trigger. Aim, squeeze the trigger. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Masato is not happy about this, by the way. Yeah. And because it causes it causes dust and to fly up to where Shinji can't see anything, which is very unsound tactically. Yep. Always and wastes a lot of ammo. And does that. The angel has these tentacle whips and he knocks Shinji down and slices through a building. It's wicked. Yep. Yeah, Shinji comes this close to becoming La Blue Boy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> when, when, when they send uh, another rifle up to, for Shinji to use. Which he never gets. Yeah. And uh, at this point, uh, Kensuke gets in a dig at Toji. And I finally recognize Toji, Toji's voice as that of one Johnny Yong Bosch. Yes! It took me this long to realize it was him. Oh, I immediately, like, the first time he was on camera, he's on screen, I was like, yeah, that's this is absolutely 100% Johnny Young. It, it took me a minute, too. So don't feel bad. It wasn't just you. Good to have him have him back. Yeah, his voice is a little a little subdued. It's not yeah. as, like, bombastic as some of his other roles. It's not, as, it's not as Johnny as it usually is. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's a little more reserved. I... But I, Here's uh, I Johnny. pleasantly surprised, and uh, this goes back to mm -hmm. our episode where we did the the twenty questions. Yes, Johnny Young Bosch is in this anime. Yep, uh, it is in this new redub. Yeah, much like uh, Megumi Hashibara being one of my first uh, Japanese language voice actors, he was one of my first English dub voice actors because one of the first shows I watched was Trigun, and he was Vasa Stampede. Naturally, absolutely. 
And at the time, I was still geeking out that I'm like, oh, it's the it's the second Black Ranger. Exactly. Yep. Shinji is running out of time because he only has a limited amount of power. He's got five minutes left when the angel tosses him into a mountain where he very nearly crushes his future good friends, Kensuke and Toji. Because he gets his umbilical cord cut. Yes, that's what I was going to mention, is he does get his umbilical cord cut, uh, and then that uh, puts that five-minute timer in place, that he's got just enough juice left for five minutes. And this is where I feel compelled to say, Symbolism! (laughs) Yeah... We're gonna, yeah, <laughs> a lot, of, a lot of that. More with Doctor Freud on that later. Yeah, there's a lot of that going on in this anime in general. I'm sorry, I was projecting off. What? <laughs> just, just, just go, go back to a doctor. I, yeah. uh, Talk to the Australian one. <laughs> Crikey, that's a big fucking mech, ain't it? <laughs> Toss another shrimp on the bomb. <laughs> okay, <It's> the fucking. <laughs> Anyway, the uh, the angel attacks. Shinji grabs a tentacle, and uh, he's looking. Well, before he looks over and he sees his two friends there, stuck b- very neatly between two of his fingers. I know. I love how they're like, "Oh, he did that to save us." I'm like, "No, he didn't. That was no. pure accident. <laughs> you could have been squished." <laughs> that was. Yeah, the visual is relayed to the headquarters where uh, Misato tell identifies who they are and tells Shinji to let them into the cockpit. And return to base. Yes. And at this point, there's a bit of a fight between Ritsuko and Misato because Ritsuko doesn't approve. Misato doesn't care. Ritsuko says she's overstepping her authority. Yep. I am the authority. (laughs) Since uh, Misato is the uh, highest ranking person on site currently. Yep. I believe she can do that. I do what I want. We'll see how this uh, comes back to bite her, potentially, in the next episode. Yeah. We'll see. So, uh, Shinji ejects the entry plug, and uh, the two new friends, who I'm just going to merge their names together for uh, Tosuke. Nice. Misato orders them inside, and they go inside. They're thrown off a bit by the breathable liquid they're descending into, which... My camera! (laughs) (laughs) I love that line. That was probably the line of the episode. They don't show us that. We get a blank screen, and that's kind of disappointing, because I wanted to actually see what uh, that was like, them going in there. Do you think that was just an American voice actor ad-libbing? It might be. Uh, That's some smart-ass in the booth like me. It was in the the subtitles, too, so I'm assuming they were acting. Oh, okay. It kind of reminds me of Avatar. My cabbages! (laughs) Exactly. I haven't seen Avatar. It's good. I hear. Yeah, maybe some. Anyway, uh, they sure get to use that breathable liquid fast. They sure do. I like. I mean, you really only have two options there. <laughs> yeah, breathe or don't. They have more pressing issues at the time. So now Shinji's just about had enough. He grabs both of the angel's tentacles, and I'm assuming he throws it off, but it also kind of looks like the angel just backed away from him. I'm not sure. He kind of did this cool thing where he grabs them and he kind of like momentum pulls them back and like whips them. It kind of looks like. Yeah. Like like he monkey flips them by the tentacles. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hey, you grab me by the tentacles. I'll <laughs> I'll, I'll back off. How wiggly are those tentacles? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this is a horny episode. Carry on. I think Wait. this whole anime is going to be. A <laughs> I, tell you, I, the, I I know the fourth angel's name is actually Shamshell. I only know this because a long time ago, there was an anime music video that I used to watch putting Evangelion 
uh, with a parody song called Which Backstreet Boy is Gay. <laughs> <laughs> and they had this weird Mystery Science Theater 3000 setup at the bottom of the screen, and Shamshel the Fourth Angel would pop in, and they made you know jokes about that. So okay, I, okay. I kind of knew what I was getting into seeing the, the Fourth Angel here. Fair. Shinji is told to retreat, but he's decided that he is not going to run away anymore, and he pulls out his progressive knife, his vibroblade. <laughs> yes, we we get that here, absolutely. And once again, his eyes <laughs> go dead. Dead-Eyed Shinji returns. Yes, and when Dead-Eyed Shinji shows up, things get red and scary and hectic and crazy. Oh, yeah. He slides down the mountain towards the angel as he finally runs out of main power and is on backup battery only, basically. Or, uh, what do they call it? Low, uh, gain? Low power mode. Yeah. <laughs> like your iPhone. So, he's got... The indicator turned yellow. <laughs> so, so, Shinji's got one minute, just one minute, to take care of this angel once and for all. And This scene was fucking cool. This is when the screaming starts. Yeah. Oh my god. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> All, I figure all of Shinji's bottled up rage is coming out, and he's going to weaponize this rage. It was intense. The, Either that or he uh, set all his balls. <laughs> the way he's yelling. The new dub, man, the amount of emotion that voice actor pours into that, it's intense. Like, I legit, I got chills. I, I'm not... We can make fun of a lot of the over-emotion of this anime. <laughs> and I will. Some, and you will. <laughs> yeah. But for some reason, this particular scene, it got me. I think it was well done in the new dub. I mean, anime is always a little over-the-top emotion, like yelling. This one, you could feel the agony. True, true. But I'm just saying, it. I think maybe you're, uh, not to speak out of turn, probably both of you, are probably a little more deadened to the anime's, uh, the standard baseline of acting emotion in anime. The theatricality of it all? Yeah. Whereas I was kind of making fun because it seemed a little over the top at some point. I, I liked it. I, I, it did seem, I, I liked it, but still it also seemed a little over the top here, here and there. I, I disagree. I think this one was, was spot on and, and the, the, the horror of the situation and the intensity of it, I think it really worked in this scene. Hmm. So I watched both versions, so I could be mixing the two experiences up perhaps. But anyway, I, I really liked this because at the beginning of the episode, when, uh, Ritsko is telling him about, his last minute worth of power. I didn't wasn't sure he was actually listening, but this proves he was listening. It's true. So he goes after that angel. He's impaled by the tentacles. He's screaming as he plunges the knife into the angel's little man in the sailboat. <laughs> Andrew doesn't understand that reference. I, I don't get that reference. <laughs> you you wouldn't. Don't worry about it. Okay, fair. <laughs> you know I don't get it either. Please explain, Bill. No, don't. <laughs> This is, this, it's sexual terminology for a vagina. <laughs> oh, one of those things. Well, okay. The syllables of the vagina, the little man is the, okay, right? the okay, right thing. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. And then, you, and then you're like, bam! I... Fuck it. You know what? Screw it. Screw it. I'm still calling it the eye. It's the angel's eye. Shinji plunges the knife into the angel's eye. There. That's probably better than, like, the vibrator into the, into the clit. <laughs> that so. is... <laughs> And I did count. Shinji screams for about 30 seconds straight. Well, he's got about a minute left of power, so... <laughs> I mean... Plenty of energy left over. 
funny, funny. <laughs> anyway, the angel dies and Shinji cries and told you he looks concerned. <laughs> the angel dies just as Shinji's power runs out. Lucky, lucky for him. <laughs> for sure. And, and they, Tosuke. But they both climax at the same time. <laughs> that's the goal, usually. Anyway, that's careful. the... <laughs> <laughs> We we got a you know, I'm not even trying that hard to be dirty. After, it's, all right. I think that's the sad of hate. After after this show is over, we all need to compose a group letter to Hideki Anno to ask him some questions. You, you okay? Uh, my my, my email is just gonna be why why this anime so horny? <laughs> Look, creator was going through some stuff. Okay. He was. Uh, <laughs> you, okay, you okay there, buddy? <laughs> Gotta talk about it. <laughs> so. You ever find your Masada? <laughs> suddenly, it's three days later. And Shinji hasn't been around for those three days. And Toji's actually getting a little worried. And Kensuke suggests that he call Shinji. So he gives him Shinji's number, which he has. Toji goes to call him, but in the end, he does not. So, I suppose we're left to assume that, just for now, Shinji's phone will remain silent. Bum, bum, and that's bum. our episode. Episode three has come and gone. Real fast, too. Real fast. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, these episodes, they f- just fly by. They do. They do. I, I, I definitely think that, like, I don't, I don't know if it is because... Because they're not they're not that much shorter, I think, than or, or any different than any other anime. No. But at the same time, like maybe it's just a positive in the in the column of like the way the storytelling goes in this anime. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't know, they they, they go fast, but mm. I think in a good way. It's paced fast. well. I agree. It's paced well. Yeah. Absolutely paced well. Well, this is the part of the show where we talk about our thoughts on the episode overall. And Matt, since this is your week, you're going to get started to give us your overall impressions of this episode. Overall impressions of this episode are this series started out strong. It's just improving as we go along, so far, anyway. I actually am wishing, do kind of wish the episodes were longer. Again, they fly by. Finally starting to expand our cast of characters, which if you'd asked me before we started this, I would have assumed it had happened already. I'm sitting here for these three episodes wondering, when's Asuka going to show up? When's Asuka going to show up? Yes. Yeah. So far, there's no Asuka. No, there's a lot. Like, there are a good amount of characters that, like, we still have not seen, so. Having a good time, great time with it so far. Good. Yeah, no, I, I will agree. I think uh, I think this episode was, was fantastic. I, I, I think the first three episodes have been all very, very good. The, like, sort of building up who these characters are, getting to know and build their relationships um but also like fitting in now two big crazy mech battles that both have been really good i i'm on board for for this anime i'm glad i chose this one it's been a ride so far and i i definitely enjoyed this episode as well there's a lot going on in this anime yeah it's Mm -hmm. we didn't even talk about the the hand cracking open did we or did we no no we did not you're right like they're like the uh the ava unit's hand cracked open and there was like a human ass hand. Oh yeah, there. yeah. And like we saw the one thing with like the, the eye, right? Like before, right? Yeah, the green eye, and now we saw hints, little hints, little drops. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, that's like... fine. That's that was a good point to bring up. Yeah. I obviously I don't think there's going to be a lot of trouble making fun of this because 
there's a lot going on and I don't, I don't think I'm reaching real far to make these jokes. I think there really is some from Freudian weirdness. No, you are in the background of this thing. I am in complete agreement with you on that. Fair enough. But so far, yeah, it is interesting. I, it's also interesting that we have a character who sucks at being a mech pilot and doesn't figure it out after the very first time he sucks at it because obviously he's going to, he's a 13 year old piloting a, a giant mech. Why, why would he know what the hell he's doing? It's very different from Gurren Lagann. Right. Where, you know, Simone and Kamina, for the most part, get it figured out right away. Like, that first episode's a little bit clunky when they're, yeah. when they're in... Uh, they're clunky for like in, 30 seconds, and then it's never a problem again. Yeah, because they're connected, innately connected to the machines. But, yeah, like, the I, what I like about this anime much more than Gurren Lagann is... Gurren Lagann is more fantasy. So, like, the, the mechs have, like, this sort of, like, innate connection with the spiral energy or whatever. But, like, I love just how realistic it's like the world's gone to shit and we're putting all of our resources and abilities into these machines, but these machines are kind of suck. Like, right. you know, like they're, they're not like high. I mean, they're high in technology, but they're also like, if they power, if they pull the power cord, they've got five minutes, right? Like if they take damage, they got to wait weeks to have like actual repairs. It doesn't just like quickly fix. So like, I, I really like that about this anime, just the, the stakes of it. Mm. Not just that, but even the neural link, instead of like, oh, I'm innately magically connected to this thing, so I know how to use it. It's more like, oops, brain feedback. My brain hurts. <laughs> yeah. We saw that in this episode where like there's two other people in the cockpit, so it's like fucking things up. Right. Well even when it's not two other people in the cockpit, he barely they're talking about like mental contamination and Oh yeah, I didn't mention that either. Well that was last episode I believe they actually brought that up where they're like, uh oh I think that was last episode. Was he contaminated? Well that that was, but the part in this episode where the other two get into there and they're Way brain link. Oh yeah, are all wacky. So it's yeah. It's there's a lot going on. It's complicated. It is a little psychologically disturbing. But even the art style is shows the difference between Gurren Lagann and this, where this is so much more detailed and uh, proportioned, reasonably. And mm-hmm. I agree. It yeah, I, I do enjoy it so far. But it's I'm also going to be an asshole. So. <laughs> Wouldn't be anything new for our reviews of these animes. Be yourself. Yes. That's channel the inner bill. We <laughs> and the audience, that's all we want. The genuine yeah. article that is Bill. It's what I do. I think that about does it for us this week in this episode of Tuning Japanese. Does anyone have anything at all to add? I guess maybe I should ask before we close up? Mm-hmm. Not especially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> noises no <laughs> no i'm sure i'll think of something five minutes after we uh close up but uh for now no nothing all right next time you speak to us don't be surprised if we've eaten <laughs> bill yes hi w- will you take us out of here this has been tuning japanese a podcast where three dudes talk about anime barring any future personal realizations <laughs> I'm Bill. <laughs> uh, class is still in session, bitches. It is for it'll be for a while. <sighs> my name's Andy. Look, I'm sorry. How is this my fault? I'm Matt. <laughs> we will see you next time. Kisses. Don't forget to get the get hydrated and sleep so we're ready for tomorrow night. 
Thanks for listening to Tuning Japanese. For more information, visit our website, tuningjapanese.com, like our Facebook at facebook.com slash tuningjapanese, and follow our Twitter at tuningjapanese. You can also get a hold of the show by sending us an email at tuningjapanese at gmail.com. Check out our YouTube channel and our new series, Tuning RPG, by searching for Tuning Japanese or Tuning RPG on YouTube.com. Please help support the show by going to iTunes and leaving a five-star rating and review. You can also go to Patreon.com slash Tuning Japanese to get all kinds of bonus content and help support the show monetarily. Special thanks to our patrons, Brian Nash, Superfan Matt, and Dan Park. Have you ever heard of the hedgehog's dilemma? Hedgehogs? Those spiky critters? Hedgehogs have a hard time sharing their warmth with other hedgehogs. Because the closer they get, the more they just end up hurting each other. It can be the same with people. Right now, I think some part of Shinji is afraid of that pain and it makes him timid. Well, I'm sure he'll figure it out in time. As you get older, you try again and again, and eventually, you figure out the right amount of distance to keep to avoid hurting each other. <laughs>